0: I'm Cindy Boxer, and you are listening to the Fiber Artist Podcast, where we chat with artists, makers, and creatives who work with fiber, get to know their stories, how they came upon their fiber practice, and more about the person behind the work. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you. I got the chance to speak with the wonderful Lauren Williams. She's a mom of three boys running her very successful art business from her garage studio in Texas. She was so open about sharing her journey from working in production to owning a yoga studio to running and managing her art business today. She's a true inspiration. Lauren's work has been in a bunch of high-end magazines and popular TV shows like Fixer Upper with Joanna Gaines, and just recently on the set of one of my favorite shows on Netflix, Queer Eye. But real quick, before we get into it, are you a maker looking for high-quality rope, fibers, and looms? You can get 15% off your next order at naromastudio.com and at meriemakerstudio.com.au with the code The Fiber Artist Podcast. And... One last thing, I have a big favor to ask of you. If you haven't already, please, if you're enjoying this podcast, um, head over to iTunes or the Apple Podcast app and please rate and review the podcast so more people can find it. Okay. And without further ado, here is Lauren Williams. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi,
1: Cindy. (laughs) Thanks for
0: having me. Of course. I mean, we haven't chatted, I think, in maybe four years. So-
1: it was over Instagram, yeah, like four years ago. Yeah, You've Um been
0: there so It has well, because I was thinking about like when I was living in Jersey City and just starting out, and like, uh, I mean, it was a little bit after I started out, but um, yeah, I think we like had one phone call and like, and like we just I, been t- I think keeping I was in touch over Instagram about your yarn. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's it's talk, been a while. It's been talk a while. yarn.
1: No. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's been a while. So anyway, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're crazy busy. So we'll just get into it. I mean, um, if you can just kind of take me way back and tell me a little bit about your uh, your childhood and like – Oh, come, way back. Yeah, go we're going way back, way back girl. Because I okay. want to like see like if there were like little seeds that brought you to now where you are. So tell me oh. kind of about childhood, where you grow up, how you grew up, um, you know, siblings and then – just take me into uh, like how you eventually found your fiber practice.
1: Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, so I'm from Texas. I was born and raised in Texas and I'm and currently in Texas, but um, so lived, lived in North Dallas for a while. My mom and dad are both entrepreneurs. My dad's an architect. Um, my mom has a legal business. And so I grew up. Um, I'm the oldest of three. Um, I've got a little brother and a little sister. Oldest of three, and we grew up basically watching our parents hustle and, you know, build business, build their own respective companies, and come together over dinner to talk about, you know, the business and how things were going. And um, you know, I think little did they know they were feeding, you know, the the drive and the spirit of entrepreneurs at that table as we were little kids. My my sister runs her own business. My brother's on track. He's young. He's about seven years younger, so he's he's pulling up the rear, kind of doing the same thing. Nice. And then for me, I my I always call my husband and I serial entrepreneurs. This is like our third business that we've started and run together. So, um, you know, I grew up as, like I said, the oldest of three. Um, very aware of my surroundings. My dad, as an architect. Um, had a great eye and was constantly working on mostly the landscape of the house, you know, the surrounding area of our home. And my mom, great eye as herself. And I was just constantly in a home that I thought I felt very inspired by. Wow, yeah. um, I don't think interior design or art was anything that they knew they were cultivating, mm-hmm. but I literally, that's where I thrive is is in an artistic creative environment Um and in a space that feels well-designed, you know, yeah, um, and totally. put together. Yeah. So I feel like those are all little little bits and nuggets of my childhood that really started to cultivate me kind of executing my dream, um, which is running my own business mm-hmm. that happens to be circled around art um, and you know, with an entrepreneurship, you know, drive, I think that using social media to really market myself and, um, sell my art, um, was, it was really just kind of a, a culmination, like I said, of, of, of my parents and, and the way that they were running their own business.
0: Yeah, definitely. So when you, uh, so, So so tell me, so like during high school, were you taking art classes when you went to college? I don't know if you went to school like after, but so take me through that.
1: Yeah. So, (laughs) um, you know, in high school, I definitely took art class and I loved art class, Um, never never thought about pursuing art ever. Mm -hmm. Who Um, does, right? (laughs) I mean, people do though. And I look back and I'm like, man, that would have been a great idea. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if you like grow up in New York or maybe even LA, like it seems like maybe a viable thing. But like most of us who live in any other state don't think of it as anything we can pursue.
1: Right. Agreed. Um, so then I went to OU in Oklahoma. So I grew uh-huh. up grew up in Dallas, um, graduated, and went to school in Oklahoma, um, which felt like so far north.
0: Oh yeah, you know
1: it was like so oh, it's going to be cold up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I went to tour the campus, you know, like in the fall, and there was actually like the season of fall. Yeah, where, like, <laughs> and then winter. Charging, and, and there was wind blowing the leaves, and I was like, this place is gorgeous, you know. Um, so I, I went to OU, and I did. Um, marketing and public relations. Okay. Actually, I started out uh, doing like psychology and then it was like, what degree can I do that does not require math? And yes. they're like, oh journalism. Like you could do something in journalism. Yes. <laughs> like sold. Let's do that. Um, so I did that and then I did a Spanish minor because okay. I really wanted to travel. Um so I lived in Spain for a year, um, a summer and then a, a you know a semester and then extended my stay nice
0: that's awesome
1: yeah I did like kind of a victory lap five-year graduating you know college thing um which my parents were very cool with, surprisingly. Um, so I did that. And then after graduation, my mom um, had moved to L.A. Okay. So after graduation, I was like, I don't want to go back to Texas. I'm going to L.A. Um, and that's where I lived for almost a decade. It's where I met my husband. It's where we got married, had babies. And nice. um, And it was really that I started figuring out things that I enjoyed. Um, I started doing event production okay. for – um and you stop me if i'm going on too far but no started- no this is all all of it i want to know all of it Okay. So I started doing event production. I was like sitting at a bar in Manhattan beach, you know, eating a sushi bar. And, um, some guy was sitting next to me and I ended up talking to him and he basically did event production for like Victoria's secret, um, nickel, like big, large scale events, you know, out in LA, um, Nickelodeon kids choice, you know, all these like big red carpet sort of events. Um, and he needed someone to help him. So I just started like a PA, you know, I was an assistant and I would run around doing all the things. Um, and that's kind of where I found my niche of loving to design things. So I would do like the backstage, like the green room, uh, where all the talent would hang out. And, you know, I got to get my hands dirty with, you know, flat floral arrangements and lighting and furniture and decor. And I was just like, Oh, and I think, in that, I really figured out I love large scale art. One, yeah, yeah,
0: just is
1: such a statement when you walk into these big spaces. Um, and so I just started being drawn to like large scale art when I was designing like the green room backstage for for talent. Yeah. Um, and I not that I knew I was going to do anything with it. I just knew I loved it, uh, and I did that for a while. And then, as a lot of people do in production, you get totally burned out and kind of, it's it's a, it's a very, you know, inter- the entertainment industry is a very cutthroat yes. industry. Well, and, and the
0: hours the hours are crazy. And they don't <laughs> like let you really eat so much when you're on the production staff. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else has crafties and you're just like going and going and you no going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like no breaks.
1: Really- yes. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So, it was like, you know, who's first on set? That's me. You know, 4 a.m. Last to leave, 2 a.m., you know, and then run home, take a nap. Change oh, and then be back to work, and I ran myself just ragged. Yeah, um, I'm a type one diabetic. Oh
0: no, really? So I did not know this.
1: Not eating on a regular basis, oh, not checking my blood sugar, not you know resting, not taking time to go to the doctor. Yeah, none of these. like I didn't have time for that.
0: Yeah, um, did you so- have kids at this point, or this is probably pre kids, oh, right?
1: Single pre kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a different life and a different Lauren. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all the parties, all the all the stuff. Um, and so I finally ran myself just into the ground and I had to take a break. And I yeah. mean, I literally ended up on the floor and the ambulance was called. I was, oh, you know, unconscious, yeah. just not – just wasn't taking care of myself.
0: Was this on set? So- this was not on set. I had
1: come home and I was by myself living, living by myself. I was actually living in my mom. My mom had a house, but she was in Dallas. She had a, anyway, she was traveling a lot. So I was at home by myself, Uh passed out probably 2 AM, 3 AM in the bathroom. Just really, really low blood sugar. And mom had flown in, like by the grace of God had flown Mm -hmm. in came to the house, walked into the bathroom and found me 911. I woke up, you know, to paramedics around me. And it was just this life changing experience. I was like,
0: Hello, wake up call.
1: Is, life is a thin line of, of you know, life and death. It's right there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that, that is where I was just and I it was almost like such a fear of going back to work. I had this like panic. If I go back to work, I'm not gonna be able to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And so I I had to quit like almost immediately, even just walking into my office to get my stuff. I had like this panic attack. Oh. It was super crazy. Um, so I, in, in, you know, I ended up moving to my own apartment and um, found a job at a yoga studio because I was like, listen, I want to take yoga and take care of myself, but I don't, I can't afford yoga because I just quit my job. Yeah. So maybe I'll work the front desk. So I started working the front desk of a yoga studio. And this is where I started being an assistant for a, an, the owner of the studio. She had a clothing line and wrote books and had DVDs and just another just small business entrepreneur that I was just like soaking in things. And I was, I was calmly in like my whole history of work is always taking jobs for small businesses with mm. passionate entrepreneurs. I'm just addicted and drawn to that lifestyle and that passion.
0: Right. That's amazing. So, was she, did she sort of become a mentor for
1: you? No.
0: No. no. It was like, what she not, not
1: sure. to do? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. But she, I mean, she was not a mentor, but she was somebody that I thought, I do not want to live that life.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> so, no, that's good. That's just, important too. Yeah,
1: those are, I mean, I guess those could be opposite mentors that are very <laughs> <important>. <laughs> But working at that studio is where I met my husband. Um, and he was also a producer. Uh, he did television and film production. Um, so he had gotten to almost an identical situation in his life where he was working on an Island in the Caribbean, filming this like pirate show where they were pretty much living off like rum and, you know, like that's probably it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So You know, to work. <laughs> and he ended up with like, you know, just very, very sick and ended up coming yeah. home like, I need to take a break. So he also came home from this trip to take a break and started doing yoga and spin, which was at this studio. That's where we met. Um, that's where we started dating. Um, and he decided, I'm not going back to production. Um, I'm going to start my own. You know, He actually franchised this yoga and spin studio. Okay. And as his girlfriend, he was like, hey, do you want to help me run the front desk? Or, you know, you want to help me run this business? You can do the front desk. Mm -hmm. We'll, you know, blah, blah, blah. So people thought we were crazy. Why would you go into business with your boyfriend? Oh, right. Because
0: you're not even like uh, legally bound in any way that, That yeah.
1: Fresh dating. Like, what's your middle name? And how old old are you? Uh, 25. Oh, my God. That's
0: so young. Like, when you think back, are you like, how did I even have? The I don't know how how do I even have the balls to do it, you know?
1: Well, and that's the thing. I did not <laughs> think i was so naive if I didn't think he was like, "Do you want to help me run this business?" I'm like, "A small business? Hell yeah! I love sure, that stuff. let's do it." Yeah. Um, that's so, amazing. So yes, yeah. so we moved to Silver Lake out in LA and bought a auto body shop. And we converted this auto body shop into this gorgeous yoga studio on one side and a spin studio on the other. It was kind of at the beginning of that spin phase, yes. you know, fast, which is still going very strong and great. Um, so we would teach yoga, and then after yoga, you would go, or you would take spin first to warm up your body, get the muscles going, burn the calories, and then you would go over into the yoga studio and just kind of elongate the muscles and, nice. and really start to build some tone. And, Anyways, that's a whole other conversation. That sounds like a, did,
0: uh, that sounds really ideal though, physically.
1: <laughs> Actually, it, when it I think was, about
0: when I think about spin class, I'm like, wait a minute, how did they have the energy to do yoga afterward? But <laughs> but that's pretty, pretty
1: awesome. Yeah. Like,
0: uh, you're like in it, Shavasana it was, for an hour. <laughs> exactly.
1: Or child's pose. Yeah. yeah. Either way. Yeah, we're just recovering. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so we so that was the first business that my husband and I, future husband and I had to do together.
0: Nice. Um,
1: was awesome um then you know marriage babies and we were like we cannot continue like I mean I was teaching like five to six classes a day up until like the day I had the baby the first baby oh
0: wow oh you so you were teaching
1: oh yeah I was teaching things yoga um running the business marketing the business cleaning the toilets making sure we had paper towels uh, right. training the teachers you know it was it was everything it was a small business you know
0: yeah wait so at what point did you get did you get your yoga certification like were, like were you doing yoga while you were in production and
1: how- no, I oh i wasn't i was okay. not um, I knew I needed to, and I yeah. loved it, but I no-, no, I wasn't doing it. I basically once I started working the front desk at the first that studio, um, I got to do free yoga training.
0: Okay, oh, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah,
1: it was awesome. Yeah, great. It was great. So, um, yeah. So that that was the first business we were doing that, and then you know a baby came, and it was like, I, how are we going to take care of this baby and run this? business? You know, we had we just had so much going on, and you do not make enough money as a yoga studio owner Uh, maybe you do I don't know we were not to where I could like hire somebody to watch my kid right Um, so he would hang out you know in the office while I would teach a yoga class and then James would we would switch and you know that's just what we did and that's still what we do but in a different for a different business yeah so after a long time you know or after about a year of doing that we ended up selling the studio and I was like you know I'm from Dallas I've got a network. Of uh, friends and people there, um because the option for him to go back into production just seemed like not a great idea yeah, you know in, in the entertainment industry, we basically wouldn't ever see him, you right. know he'd be on set and you know it was just not the life that we really wanted to live. yeah um we loved being together um and you know, we loved our little baby family that we just started and it was like, okay, let's move to Dallas. it's cheaper, you know mm-hmm. and some people we could fig- maybe we'll open a studio there you know we were just kind of figuring things out so we moved to Dallas he started bartending I started working uh as a secretary for my dad's uh, construction company <laughs>
0: <laughs> which I'm sure you're like um oh, when can love I love stop it. doing this
1: I loved it so much <laughs> it was great because I could bring the baby and I oh was that's nice that's yeah nice yeah yeah it was nice Um, So we did that for a little bit and then we got pregnant with our second baby and I was like, listen, you can't bartend anymore. (laughs) I told him, you know, you can't bartend anymore. You gotta, we gotta figure something out. So we decided to start our own production company. We had met a bunch of people who also had small businesses and they needed content. You know, they were like, we need a commercial or we need, you know, something for online or we need to, and James was like, I'm a producer. That's like my second, I can do that for you. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, so we got a huge project where we were buying meat. We did a, a gigantic media buy. So mm-hmm. not only did we make the commercial, but we also bought the media, uh, or you know, to actually put it on television. And right. so that media buy and the production helped us kind of launch our production company. Right. So again, business number two, um, you know, together, which was yeah. I. For us, we were, we were hustling, working from our bedroom. You know, I created a website online and you know, I was like, we can do that. We can make this happen and come up with a name and a website and made some little business cards. And we were hustling out to the ad agencies and small businesses and just creating content. Mm -hmm. And then we learned that in Dallas, the, um, the budgets for creating content are a lot smaller than the budgets for creating content out in LA. Right. But the of course is the exact same. So <laughs> we were like, wow, we are working so hard to make not as much money as we would be making if we were living in LA, right, obviously. Right. You totally. know, I mean, obviously cost of living is higher <laughs> and all of these things, but it just felt a little sour to be hustling and doing what we were doing to make, you know, um, it was just, it was just very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So he looked into going back to LA and we basically moved to the burbs when I got pregnant with the third baby and um he was he was travel he was flying out Monday morning to LA to work for the week. He was actually director, he was directing um he was he was the head producer for a new studio um, out okay. in LA. So he was top of his game, doing a doing awesome um and I was home with three kids living in the burbs, oh, driving boy. a minivan. Yeah. I mean, I was like, all the things I said I would never do. I'd never move back to Texas. I'd never live in the Burbs. I'd never drive a minivan. <laughs>
0: and, and how old are the kids at this time?
1: Um, ba- the oldest had just started kindergarten. That's okay. why we moved to the Burbs.
0: All right. Was- good schools. Yeah. Uh,
1: so we had like six, four, and newborn.
0: Oh, good Lord. It makes me tired thinking about it. Every time – actually, every time I see you on Instagram with three boys – it's three boys, right? hmm I'm like – Oh, sweet Jesus. How you is she? One, one girl, right? I have two boys. You have two boys? I have two boys.
1: And I think it was, okay, yes. Okay, well, so then you know.
0: I know that when you have three boys, <laughs> it's like having nine boys <laughs> because having two boys is like kind of like having six boys.
1: <laughs> yeah, girl. It, really, it just don't
0: stop. I, I don't know how you do it. We'll talk. We'll get. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay, so anyway, so your husband's traveling all week, you're single momming it like completely.
1: Yeah. I felt like I was a single mom in the burbs with three kids and mm-hmm. I was going bonkers. Yeah. You know, I was I was lonely. I was, you know, I didn't know people. Um I was in this giant it felt like a giant house because we're in the burbs and you can get big houses in the burbs, um, especially compared to Dallas totally. and LA. So I was like in this big house with these kids and I um I would, you know, I would basically put the kids down for either naps or put them down for bed. And it's like, I had my husband to make sure I paid attention to him. He was gone. So I would like either spend time on Instagram or I'd be out in the garage, which we had a three car garage. So I basically converted it into kind of like my studio. And I started, I mean, I had been making these tapestries kind of for like friends and, you know, sharing them on a little bit here and there on Instagram. Um, but basically living in this house, I had all these giant walls and my taste for art and my budget for art really did not align. So I was like, I'm just gonna make all this stuff myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was a rental. We were, we're living in a rental. So I was like, I'm not spending money on this. I'm just I can just make this stuff. I'll yeah. make it. We'll just make it all work, whatever. And I started making these giant, large scale pieces, and I would do it. You know, I'd work till like three in the morning because I just like felt so like confined to being a mom by myself without my husband. I was just like so. Me going into the garage, although it sounds very confining, was where I found my freedom. I was just making whatever I could think of. And I was doing giant pe- – I mean, and I was just – I found like this pride and this excitement. And and then, of course, I started sharing it on Instagram. um And the outpouring of just like attention and excitement, and this is amazing, was huge. Totally. Was big- I remember that. You do? <laughs> I feel what? like I,
0: I was there for like the first few, yeah. at least like the – you had maybe like 10 tapestries or at least 10 fiber art photos in your feed. And like, that's, I think around on the time when I found you. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> wait, so, so t-
0: wait, so tell me like, uh, what, um, what brought you to want to create a tapestry? Like, do you remember seeing anything or, or, yeah. you know, what inspired it in the first place?
1: So I had been seeing macramé, you know, like I had been seeing that, and I was like, "Wow, these are super cool." Um, I loved, I loved the texture that it brought, mm. and I thought that was super cool. But I was like, you know what? I do not have the time to learn how to do knots. Like, I, I don't know how to do any knot, and I don't have time to figure this out. Yeah. Um, that my thought because I had so I basically I had this giant wall and I was like I want a piece of art you know and I could see the art and I was like I would go and I was like maybe I could just go buy a canvas and I'll paint something right. but large canvases for the size that I wanted are expensive they are they totally <laughs> are so I was like well okay what if and I just literally just like started going down this hole of like well what if I like made because I kept thinking what if I made my own canvas like I could get some fabric and I could like stretch it and maybe paint it and then it's like a canvas Mm -hmm. you know I started thinking of budget-friendly ways to like create art it's really where it all came from um and then seeing these macrame pieces I was like these are neat, you know, um, I do not know how to do that. So I literally was like, well, what if I just got a bunch of yarn and just tied it to like a wooden dowel and just let it hang to the size of a canvas, you know, mm-hmm. basically like you know this giant canvas size. And so I did, I just started, I went to like walk to the aisles of like a craft store. I went to like, um, Home Depot and I just started looking for stuff and I brought it home and you know, it was at nighttime after the kids were asleep that I just started like kind of putting stuff together and put it on the wall. And James grew up in Santa Fe. He's um he loves art. He studied art in college. Um he wanted to be like an art dealer, ironically. Interesting. Um, Oh, it all comes together. Right. It's so funny. Like he literally grew up in this man's you know these kids, friends with these kids who like this his one dad you know w- would trade houses for paintings, you know I mean, like James was like, "So you just traded that painting for that airplane, like
0: Damn. I will do this yeah. like, like, I do
1: this job." <laughs> so he went to school to like study art history and you know by a certain turn of events he ended up in production um but it all started coming together um and I started making these art pieces I would put it on the wall and he would come in and be like that's super cool and I was like you know I feel like it's one thing when the women are like oh I love it but then when like the men are are like I can t- I totally love this you yes. know i there was something that I was like okay we got really really and it made me feel um really like like okay I got something here like yeah and and then I was getting messages from like husbands or boyfriends I want to buy this for my girlfriend or my wife and I was like when the men are like pursuing it uh-huh. I was like what? doing okay here. So I did my first piece. Um, and it was like, I created the, basically the canvas and I was like, I, you know, I could use paints and I could probably use some like fabric dye or, or something to put a design on it. And that's, that's where it all started. Just working in the backyard while the kids were playing in the yard. And I was just like, you know, making a huge mess and what am I doing? And, uh, made my first piece, put it on the wall. And James was like, this is super cool. I love it. And I was like, you do. And that's when snapped a picture, posted it to Instagram. And then it was just like, Like I want one. Where did you get this? Where did you find this? How how much is this? You know, that's amazing. I was like, we could start a business. We should do this. You You can,
0: you can feel it like right away, right? Like this, this the immediate sort of energy around it and excitement about it.
1: Totally. Yeah. Totally. So cool. Yeah. So
0: then, so you go from your first tapestry to like you get. a am assuming you get a few commissions. Did you go like right off the bat? Did you just start doing commissions only, or how did it?
1: Yeah. Basically I would just start getting messages from friends or friends of friends. And then eventually it became people that I had no idea. How did you find me? You know? Um, and I was, I would just like with, when the kids were asleep and while James was out of town, I would just work in the garage and, you know, make these commissions. Um, and it, it, took about a year of me doing like the commissions to figure out, okay, this is kind of backwards because mm. instead of me getting out there to just create, I'm working to create someone else's vision and it's really difficult to implement them, yes. their their color schemes when I'm like, mm. I do not like that at all I would have done this yeah you know what I mean um so that's when it kind of switched and I thought you know what I'm gonna do it because then I would create a commission and they'd be like "Ooh, oh god
0: that's the worst oh that's the worst
1: (laughs) i just like slaved over this (laughs) you know and you're just like oh my gosh so you're like okay I'll make another one so I would make another one but then I'd be like what do I do with this one And so I kind of started collecting pieces and I was like, I would post it on Instagram and be like, Hey, this one's available that measures this by this. And these are the colors sold, you know? And I was like, sweet, you know, shipping it and making the other one. Um, And that just, I mean, snowballed um, into, you know, I I mean, I was basically spending more time answering emails and replying and packaging and shipping than I was actually making the art.
0: Right. Um, You know, I find it so interesting that it's, it is the fail the fa- quote unquote failures of the pieces that the com- the commission pieces that were turned down that actually planted the seeds for you to change your business model.
1: It, it hundred. I mean, there were so many so many failures that really were the were the directions for me. You know, mm-hmm. not having enough money to buy art. <laughs> Being broke and not being able to buy a canvas or paint, <laughs> yeah. so I was just like, "Okay, well then maybe we'll do this instead." You know, um, that's it, it, a very good point.
0: Yeah, really interesting. Um, okay, so then you ended up. So I guess at that point you realized you're changing your business model. Did you completely stop taking commissions, or were you just limiting them, or how did you end up evolving?
1: So the first, <laughs> this is so funny because so the first time I, I basically had created about 10, maybe eight to 10 pieces. And it probably took me, you know, three months or four months to do it, you know, between kids and single mom in it and all the stuff. Right. And I created, you know, in, on top of creating customs. Um, cause I would, I would get the customs and I would create those, but then I would also, cause I'm also building them all by myself. Um, you know, I'm doing all the things, you know, so it took me quite a bit of time to gather about like eight to 10 pieces, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, you know what I'm going to do. I, I think, you know who it was? It was Jen Harrison from flea market fab. Mm-hmm. She would do these online flash sales where she would be like, okay, first person to comment. I
0: remember. Yeah
1: email and sold gets it. So I was like, all right. All right, Jen, I see you. Yeah. So um, basically, I took pictures of all my pieces on this horrible, like, you know, wall. It wasn't even a white wall. It was like light brown or something. I mean, it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I took a picture of all the pieces, and I measured them, and I wrote the notes. And so I I basically on Saturday when James was home, I like locked my door in the bedroom. I sat on my bed and I was like, I had announced I'm going to do this flash sale and any of these pieces first, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I sit yeah. down and I'm like, you know, it was before, there was no stories back then. It was, you know, I don't even know. If ha- I mean, I guess hashtags were a thing. I'm not even sure, but basically I just sat down and I was like posting and I'd be like, this is the dimensions. These are the colors. First person to comment with your email, you know, and the word sold gets it. Mm mm-hmm. And I had eight or eight, like I said, eight or ten pieces, and I was just sitting, and it was like I couldn't even post the pictures fast enough.
0: <gasps> that's so Act amazing! Like,
1: sold, 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 and I was just like screaming in the bedroom, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> and James kept kicking in, like you know. And finally, after the tenth one, you know, he comes in with champagne, and like oh, that's and so awesome. Like, so every single one, you know, and I was freaking out. You know, it's such it, it's funny. I think as an artist, and I I don't know if you can relate, but in your mind, you're like, anybody can do this. I can do it. So anybody can do it. So for me, I really did not value my art at all. Right, you know, right. I was like, you can have, I'm sorry. I messed up on this one. Oh, right. You can have it. Just take it. So, yeah. Just take it. You're all shipping. <laughs> yeah, you're not, like, yeah. I'll pay for shipping. Oh, good Lord. You know, just like, take it. <laughs> um, so the fact that that happened was like, it, it really blew my mind. I was like, okay. And, um, And I don't even remember what I was selling them for, but it was was not very much. Mm -hmm. And, but that money was just, all of a sudden it just appeared and I made it, Yeah, you know, like I just made this money and I was like, this is really awesome. So that was like, okay, now what's the next step? And so I did that a couple more times and they just kept selling out. And then I was like, you know what? It would be a heck of a lot easier if I just had a website and I could just post them on the website and if people want them, they can buy them and I don't even have to deal with the PayPal and the, the email back and forth and your PayPal didn't work and you know, so I, I got on Squarespace one night and stayed up till like, you know, two in the morning trying to teach myself how to build a website and I just did that. And, you know, things just started continuously rolling and improving. I look back and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe, you know, blah, 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 where we are now. But all of those steps were so necessary, you know? Totally.
0: Yeah. So at that point, James was still working. Was he still commuting back and forth?
1: He was. He okay. was. And we got to basically we got to the summer and uh, he was We I basically my, my mom lives in Malibu mm-hmm. and she had a guest. So I was like, you know, what if we just come out for the summer, I'll pack all, you know, pack the kids up, we'll come out to the for the summer and we'll live out there so that, you know, we'll see you, Yeah, you know,
0: flying
1: back and forth. Um, and the kids would love it and blah, blah. So we did that. But before we actually flew out there, I mean, my commissions were just stacking up and I was having like stress panic attacks, you know, like, I was like, I'm, I'm saying no to money. Like I'm saying no to these projects. Why would I do that? You know? Um, yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to ship all my stuff out to Malibu. And my mom has this like tent kind of like parking tent structure that she would like park her car under. Mm -hmm. I was like, I could probably send that into my studio, you know, for a month or so. And that was a big turning point. So I basically, and I didn't, I was like, spent the month on the beach with my kids. And I was just like, I mean, I don't know about you, but like I get to California in the air. It's like, oh yeah. It's not what you think it is, the air, but I'm like smelling no, the No, I air. love like, it.
0: I love it. I don't,
1: I don't you know I don't it's feel the smog.
0: Sure. I don't see I don't see the smog everyone <laughs> t- talks about. You know, it like it exists only over like LA proper, I guess, because everywhere else is beautiful. Well just like,
1: it's not the <laughs> smog and it's not the it's not the marijuana either. Oh but- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the ocean air for me. I just I yeah. smell it and I'm just like infused with energy and like Oh, we could do this and I could make this. And so I just spent the summer just making pieces and um, building the website. So I had I actually at this point hired a Squarespace website person. Oh, okay. And I was like, "You know how to do this, right? Could you just make me a rad website with a store on it and I'll, you know, you do the things and then I'll send you the pictures of the art and you put it on the website and and we still work together." I don't know how oh, that's that was awesome. like years ago and he's still my web guy. He is awesome. I love him. His name's Evan. Nice. He's great. Um, so that was, so in August I launched my first online collection after that summer and it was like my Malibu collection. Oh, you know? and so awesome. I'm like,
0: I don't know. <laughs> no, I think like. that works. That totally works.
1: <laughs> and, and while I was in Malibu, my mom lives in a. she lives in an old like 1950s, like oh, house, uh, mid century.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it
1: needs to be redone. It's like all original, but uh-huh. it's, Oh, cool i just love it and she's in between like all these mega mansions you know i love that though not um but her neighbors are like pink and kid rock and matthew mcconaughey you know like you're and you go down to the beach and you're like wow hey chris martin like i know you
0: yeah Hey. You don't know me, but I know you.
1: <laughs> uh, one day I was uh one of my one of my friends was like, Hey, there's this open house down the street, it's this beautiful house. Do you wanna come look at it? And I'm like, sure. So I go with her to look at, walk we just walk in this house. Happens to be Kid Rock's house. And it was this just ridiculously cool house and he was selling it and the real estate agent was there and I was like, If you ever need a piece of art I have, I make, I'm right down the street and I'm making these tapestries and, you know, I was showing him pictures on my phone and he was like, I need three of them. Like one here, one there, and one in the guest room. And just I was like, "To stage, right To back. stage
0: places. That's so amazing.
1: I was like, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be right back. Don't. Like, <laughs> and I'm like running and I like sent him some pictures of some pieces. And so we hung them and I got to take some gorgeous photos. And that was kind of like. Was that in, going. in
0: Kid Rock's house? Or yeah. did you, oh my God. That's yeah. amazing
1: was not there he didn't yeah but still whatever
0: like what a staging opportunity
1: it was a and the house was so ridiculous and that so that really sparked okay this is what I need I need to be staging my art in rad houses yeah because one it elevates it elevates where your art should be living you know yeah I was staging it in my garage and in over my couch in my living room in Frisco Texas and it was fine I was making it work yeah um like to see like the waves crashing out the window and like this gorge, you know, you're just like
0: totally this aspirational. Is <laughs>
1: yeah, this, this is a good business plan. So that's what really started launching me just hustling to reach out to designers, you know, mm. like, Hey, love your designs. Super cool. I, I create art. If you ever need an art piece, let me know, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's kind of where I started. Like I need to be working with designers, which also led to the next kind of business shift of only taking commissions from designers or art um, consultants yeah because i would i would hustle hustle over these commissions and go back and forth with these people like well I want it to match my couch yeah but I want it to be this you know and you're going back like okay and, and but I want it to be this size but not this you know and you're like I recommend you know, can you help me can you tell me what you think and so I would I would do all the things and I would do you know and then I would send it to them and they would take a picture with the lights off at nighttime and I would I'm like does it look I, I don't, yeah does that look good and I just you know worked for a month on this Piece that I think is ridiculously cool, and yeah. I'm like, it looks horrible in that wa- on that wall. Well, and you know?
0: and not everybody knows how to take a good picture. Oh,
1: exactly. You know, I started like, like, okay, when the lights are off, yeah, know, the lights on. Yeah, lighting.
0: It's so just
1: so important. Don't, you know, not from here, not from there. You know, we did all the things and yeah. so I got some good pictures for some, but it really was like, you know what, it would be super beneficial to work with these designers who know, yeah. you know, who are going to take the great pictures and yeah. who could appreciate me promoting them and them promoting me. And, and it just was just different steps of understanding how to build and promote and grow.
0: Right. Very smart. It helps. Um, it helped h- how did you find the designers to work with? Did, Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like all I do, you know, is like, oh my gosh, that mm-hmm. house is great. I follow Architectural Digest and I follow in, you know, my domain and, arch- you know, all, yep. apartment there and you're following all of these ridiculously cool interiors and you look on the, the insta or the, the designer who is tagged and, the, you know, and you or the photographer that was tagged. I would follow the photographers and the designers and it just, that's where I just started like cultivating that network. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And just emailing them all the time.
0: That's amazing. Is that how you got the um Joanna, Gaines, uh,
1: jo- uh, Joanna Gaines? Oh that one was super cool. Okay, so Joanna Gaines, the way that it happened was I was at a I went to a party and I met this girl named Lacey. Her name is Lacey Land, and she's the photographer and art director for Leloy Rugs. Oh, okay. O L O I, yeah, local rugs, and they are based in Dallas. And I went to a party where I met her. She's this photographer, and I'm like, girl, you know what? I could use some really good like portrait photos of me because this is like yeah, yeah. not really worth it anymore. Like, I'll I'll make you a tapestry if you come to my house and do like a like do a photo shoot for me, you know. And she was like sweet yeah so she comes over to my garage we open it up we like I open a bottle of wine we're like taking pictures and we just be headed off become really good friends nice. well that was before you know Leloy decided to partner with Joanna Gaines and before Leloy started to partner with Ellen DeGeneres or you know all of the people to create these really and and just justina and justina Blankley.
0: Blankley. yeah exactly uh,
1: so they started collaborating with them kind of after uh Lacey and I had made a connection and um Lacey was like you need to meet this interior stylist she's super super nice um her name is hillary you should meet her because maybe she could use your stuff in some of her like projects she has a blog and she like and i was like great introduce me so i email her like three months later i get a reply email from hillary and she's like hey so sorry it's been a while but i just took this job and i work for joe magnolia uh-huh. and i'm like don't oh that, you know? And, and then I'm like, like, wait, and she was like, and my, my boss, Joanna or Joe. Oh my gosh. She didn't even, she
0: wasn't even like Joanna Gaines. Um, yeah,
1: so my boss, Joe, yeah, is really interested in your work. She really, yeah. she really loves your work. And we have a client who um, needs, we and we need a piece for a client, but we have a, we need it like next week because mm-hmm. we're shooting, we're shooting. And she just said, we're shooting it um in next week. And I was like, so I start like looking and I'm like doing a little bit of like insta or like internet stalking like trying to figure out and I at this point I had hired my nanny to be my like studio manager so I like run into the garage and I'm like guess what <laughs> you know <laughs> I think Joanna Gaines like JoJo <laughs> the tapestry but she needs it like in three days so I'm like drop everything that you're doing and I get on a call with this girl Hillary and she's telling me what she wants and I'm like okay I just launched a collection this weekend and they all sold out so I have no pieces and she's like well I need so I'm like so I so me and and my studio manager were in the back and we're just like making and cutting and like doing all the things and I ended up finishing it and just straight up driving it down to Waco oh my god drive when i dropped the kids off at school drove to wait to waco got to the house i didn't meet jojo but i did hillary was there she opens up this gorgeous house that they had just finished um and she's like okay hey, we want to hang it right here so i'm like my husband's with me james is with me he's like filming and i'm like they're like don't show any of these pictures yet because it's gonna go on hgtv i'm like Oh my god. Uh, you know, that, that, yeah. So cool. I'm like, I'll save the pictures. I won't use it. So I'm like hanging the piece, you know, and I'm like, it looks so cool. Can we see the rest of the house? You know? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh. So I'm like taking pictures of like, oh my god, this is so cool. Um, and it wasn't again for another like six months. It oh, was I that much earlier? Yeah, yeah. Until I even heard uh, from Hillary. She t- she sent me an email. She's like, Hey, just want you to know your um your piece is gonna be on this episode on January, da-da-da. You know, and we were like, Okay, so my husband and I are like The kids to bed, it's like eight o'clock. HGTV comes on, fixer uppers on, like first shot. It's like bam! Yeah, it
0: was really prominent in the episode. So,
1: and And there's so many times standing there talking, you know. I mean, my name is not mentioned, and that's fine. That's fine. I
0: think, I think anybody who I mean, I feel like everybody kind of knew anyway,
1: (laughs) you know, everybody that knew me exactly, you know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) totally. That was awesome. It was such a win. I mean, because there's so many times where, uh, like, it's because in production and in TV, like, you just don't know what's going to get cut out. They totally could have just walked by it. Although, you were really lucky it was in the entrance. It was in the entrance? <laughs> yeah, well, that's and amazing.
1: Who's a reality TV producer said that. He's like, babe, don't get excited yeah. because you – you never know. You know, yeah. it could be like a quick thing where you're like, <gasps> it there, but it was like they stood in the entryway and just chatted. And I was like, <laughs> you
0: like having so a heart attack. <laughs>
1: That's
0: so awesome.
1: It was, it was a really cool experience. That's it was so neat. cool.
0: Um, okay. So you mentioned how you had hired your nanny to be your studio manager. Um, so at what point and how did you decide it's time to hire some help?
1: Yes. Such a good question and
0: so, and how do you, and how did you decide um uh how you would how you would manage your help and how do you delegate all of that now
1: yeah so so we're still back in this in the situation where my husband's working in LA you know uh Monday through oh, Friday oh really so, i thought he yeah, was working i thought he was part of the Lauren Williams so, art team so So basically what happened was he was working Monday through Friday. I'm like, this business is growing. It's going crazy. It's awesome. Um, I need somebody to help me with the house because I don't have time to do laundry dishes or change the diapers from the hours of like 9 to 2. Like, give me a break. So I hired a nanny. She was incredible. Um, And basically I would be like, hey, let's put the kids down for a nap so you could come help me in the garage. (laughs) Oh, nice. And she was like, okay, great, great. So it kind of started that way where I trusted her enough with my kids that I was like – Okay, they're either one, either they're in school or they're napping or whatever, and the laundry's done and the kitchen's clean. Could you come help me just like package a couple tapestries real quick? And it started slowly that way, Um, and then after a while, I was like, she needs to be full time because now, I mean, she would basically. I was getting, you know, blog question, you know, and I would sit and work. She would sit with my computer and what do you want to say? Email, answer emails and do commission projects and blog interview question. And it was just like my right hand Mm -hmm. and it became super great. So I was already paying her to be the nanny. So I didn't, we didn't change anything. Um, I just continued to pay her to be the nanny slash now my studio manager. That's what um, I would call. Uh, and then eventually I hired another nanny, like an actual nanny. Um, and then we got to the point where, um, My tapestry sales each month were equivalent to what my husband was bringing home. And I was like, babe, you know, like, what if we did this full time? Like, what if you stopped going back and forth to LA and you came and worked with me? Like, imagine what we could do then. Mm -hmm. And he was at that, he was so exhausted. He missed the kids, he missed me. He was just like, that would be awesome. But it was a big, huge leap of faith for us because once you step out of the entertainment industry, it's very difficult to get in. So he's like, so I'm basically sacrificing my career right now. Like, are you, know what this means, right? Like here you go. You know? And we were like, we pray, we were very just prayerful about it because we were like this, we don't want to make a bad decision. Like, I mean, we got three kids at this point. Like, this is kind of serious, mm. um so well, I mean it's we- a huge
0: it's a huge move, and yeah, like you said, leap Fate, to be able to to yeah. to say we're gonna do this, yeah.
1: I mean, and the alternative was to move to LA, but I was like, we could never find a place where I could have a three car garage and do this, you know, like, like we, we should be here. And we had found a church that we really loved and we were making friends and it was just like, I think that this is where we're supposed to be, you know? And that, that, the industry was, it's, it's a tough industry to be in for, for the entertainment. It's, it's hard. It's hard to have a great family life. It's hard to have a great marriage Mm -hmm. when you are running that racket. Totally. So So we were like, I think this is the right decision. We did it it was very terrifying but we felt like it so we did it and he started helping me and that is when basically the business went from here to like here you know uh, he's he's very smart you know he he knew how to he was structuring the business in a way like on the back end but i was like great that sounds like a great idea you know like yeah. do all that he was man- basically, he got to the point where he was managing all the, the commissions and the art consultants and the designers and the, the large scale hospitality projects. He was reaching out to hotels and like all of a sudden he was like, okay, I, I see you, babe. I see what you want to do. Let's do this. And I was like, great. You know, and he'd be like, guess what? This one hotel, they want uh, one tapestry for every room in their hotel. That's oh 144 God. tapestries. Do you think you can do that in six weeks? And I was like, six Six weeks. I mean, it became like, we were hiring the people. It was like, let's do it. Like, oh my gosh, I'm terrified, but let's do it. You yeah. know? And all of a sudden he took the business from like here to here. Wow. And I finally got to be the artist. Yeah. I didn't have to think about this and, and that and, and all of the things. I just got to focus on the art and he took over the business. And it was just like, um, it was great. It was, it was the solution that I needed because I couldn't handle a marketing director or a business or, you know, operations person, you know, and that was him. Um, so that was the biggest, I think the biggest step that we took in the business was allowing him to really do what he's great at and Mm -hmm. allow me to do what I'm good at. Um, not a big
0: difference. That's amazing that like you have such a shared vision too, that, um, It's like, like, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that he could see exactly where it could go and make it that big. So that's like, that's amazing.
1: Well, and you know, with him, I kept having this fear of like, is this crazy, you know, making our income based on my art? Like, this sounds a little crazy. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I grew up in Santa Fe, where literally everybody was an artist. Everybody was either making art or selling art. And that's just what you did. Um, And they they lived very well, honey, like they were, they were fine. It was definitely, you know, I grew up where like, okay, you can be an artist. But he grew up in like, yeah, I'm an artist. You know, it was a very different perspective that he continues to have to remind me. Um, and thank goodness, because he's like, no, 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 this is a legitimate career, honey. Like this is, you are an artist and this is what we do. And I'm like, okay, okay. Remind me next week when I have another breakdown.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Um, so I don't know. I, I, we don't have that much time, so I don't want to like talk too much about um, stuff that maybe people already know. But um, let's try to get to know you other than your, your fiber art. So what do you outside like to do outside of it? Outside do you have any time outside of working? Yes.
1: <laughs> outside of fiber art, I I've, I love to paint. I've started painting a lot. Oh, um, I've
0: noticed that.
1: I love my – I love painting. I like put the paintbrush – to the canvas like legit every time on a brand new canvas and I just get covered with goosebumps and I'm like <gasps> you know I it's it's it, ironically cre- painting is my like creative outlet away from making the tapestries which has become kind of interesting but I really enjoy that mm-hmm. I love interior design we're actually in the process of buying a home oh we've congratulations been yeah Thank you. We're so excited we've been renting for forever so this will be our first first home <sighs> that's awesome um, it's like a it's a ranch style single level 1970s Seven that needs to be like totally redone, but it happens to have a five thousand square foot barn. Oh on my the property. god! That's so like, that's going to become my new studio.
0: That's the dream space. Oh my gosh! That's, that'll be so amazing. Yeah. So um, that's
1: become the new passion project—is Pinteresting like a crazy person.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, you're going to go crazy with interiors. I know it's going to be so awesome.
1: <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> um, how
0: far out are you from?
1: So we're hoping to closing? put the offer in next week. Yeah, okay. we've we we like getting all the everything buttoned up on the on the financial back end, and we're kind of like at the next step. No offers have been made on this house, which is a little terrifying. You know, wow. I think it really just takes the right person for this property, right? Um, but yeah, we're. Next week will be kind of make or break for us.
0: Will you have to do a lot of renovations? Like gut it. Like oh to the wow. Steps. Okay. <laughs> so Damn.
1: it's fine because we're gonna live in the ho- in our rental for the next nine to twelve months until we do. Oh,
0: okay. So okay. Yeah, it'll be wow. good. Um, okay. So, um, we'll, well, okay. Let's let's go back to the business a little bit. So, wait, yeah, what yeah, do you sure. what do you find to be like the biggest challenge in what you're doing? Like as far as what matches your personality and the things that you have to face as a business owner and as an artist.
1: Yeah, I think that, I mean, I'm going through it right now. The biggest thing for me is how to manage Instagram. I know it's just like done, 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 but for me, it's knowing how to utilize it as a positive tool and not let it become a negative thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so easy, you know, to jump on Instagram and start to compare and start to think, "Oh, I didn't do this," and "Oh, I didn't, you know," and where are my shortcomings are, instead of using it for the positive. So, really, really trying to manage myself in using this tool continuously as a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is really where I am at. that's the biggest struggle that I'm having as an artist because mm-hmm. We need, we, we and as a business owner, you know, and, and as a mom and a wife and all of the things, Instagram is a fantastic tool, but it, it's definitely a slippery slope if you're not careful.
0: Yeah, it's a very yeah. slippery slope. Although I will say that I think um, most people would consider you like right at the top where everyone's comparing themselves to you. So I God, guess it's- Isn't it's, that so funny? Right? So I guess it's very interesting to hear that. Guess what? Everybody, <laughs> everybody <laughs> totally. feels it. We all feel it.
1: Man, you know. yeah. I, if if that's yeah, I remember hearing somebody say exactly what I just said, and I think they, I they, to me, they were at the top, and I was like, wait for real? You're like, like, how, you're like how high does this go? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly, my friend. That is the problem. That's where I'm like, like my husband will be like, well, how much is enough? You know? Yeah. You know, well, he's uh, like, e- yeah,
0: yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, no, I was gonna say, like, that is the ultimate question. So, like, at what point do we do do, do we fully believe we're successful? Yeah, so, that's a question like, for you, lauren.
1: What And I feel like that could be a whole podcast topic, my friend. Yeah. I love that that's one of my favorite topics to talk about because it's so easy to just never for it to never be enough, you know, it's yeah. like breathing, you know' yeah. is breathing breathing is never enough, you know, so do we have to change our perspective and and so, for me, what's enough um right now right now has to be enough yeah. just today, you know um the moment. I think that. Today, the moment, yeah, this day that we are given has to be enough because who? I can't, I can't worry about tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I've actually been on a trajectory of going down with my followers, and whether that's Instagram uh, bots being deleted, which is what people try to tell me to make me feel better. I think they're like, oh, it's about Instagram bots, and I'm like, I don't even whatever. Okay, but um, you know, I have to be careful every time I look at my account and see that the number has gone down a little bit to not be disappointed and be like happy for what's there. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think we all feel that. Although I will say that I think it. Um, one way to put it in perspective, I found is like to think, well, what are those likes giving me, and what are my followers giving me, other than like a little boost of confidence? Is does it affect my sales? Does it affect my real life? You know, because usually it really doesn't. There's like no, it's not a, uh, it's not a parallel thing. You know,
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So it's it's hard though.
1: It is it's real I mean cuz we're we're people and yeah. and and you know the approval of men or you know it feels good it it feels good when other people are liking you and commenting you and following you it feels great and that's i think what i finally realized i was like man instagram is all about making myself look awesome and i'm kind of tired of making myself look awesome you know because yeah. every day i'm not you know and i feel i'm I think we're, we're we're genuine people. I think people ten- have a tendency to need genuineness in their life and whenever it doesn't feel genuine because you're like, today we're doing this and it's awesome, you know, because you don't want to get on there and be like, so today sucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. some
1: people do. Because I don't I ever
0: don't... be like, quit your bitching.
1: Quit your exactly. bitching, woman who's quit like doing writing. so amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So i for me, my solution to that is just taking a break. Yeah. I just, I'll actually, i legit delete the Instagram app off my phone for a minimum of three days. Like, I'm like, if I'm starting to feel this, we got to go, I got to do a three day cleanse, is yep. what I tell myself. And I'll delete for three days.
0: That's awesome. And it's,
1: it's a little scary because, yeah, you do come back and you're a little lower on the followers, but I think mentally I'm better.
0: Yeah, you know? of course. Do you find, um, actually, with Instagram that like the more followers you're getting, the more, well, I don't know how to crush. Okay, so like I've found that the more followers I get, the more sort of private I feel and I, oh. I I get weird about sharing now like in stories, but I find that uh in your like you have a really good balance in what you share and like people, you know, know you have a family and you you know, we see your kids and like I don't know, how do you how do you find a balance with that?
1: Um well, I actually read it. My husband told me about this article that he read in New York Times with this girl. She's like 13 and she had her parents were like you can't get on Instagram, you can't do ins- you know, you can't do Facebook, you can't do any of the social media until you're 13, you know. And so she becomes 13, she gets her first Facebook account and all of a sudden she notices on her parents' in Facebook her whole entire life has been yeah. documented. Yeah, She's I mortified.
0: Saw yeah. Did you see that? Yeah.
1: She's mortified. And I'm like, oh! you know, um, so it's so funny how we forget we think about ourselves, but we don't think about others. So my big thing lately has been, you know, I'll share little bits and pieces of the kids and my family and my social, because I want people to remember that I'm actually a human,
0: Yes, you know?
1: Um, but yeah, I do feel like I have to toe the line or draw the line between what comes into the house. I keep, I stay in the studio a lot and I'll, I'll show off a lot in the studio, but once we come into the house, I try to be as, you know, as thoughtful as I can. Right.
0: Definitely. Um, do you have any like non-negotiables in your daily or weekly routine that you find keeps you healthy and gives you like a, a balance?
1: Mm, that's a great one. Um we like, are, quit are, at three o'clock. Oh we that's quit at nice. three o'clock every single day. Yeah, my kids come home from school at three and we work out of my house. So I'm like, well, three it's quitting time. Oh, that's and great. and I turn it into mom. Yeah, it is. We work nine to three every day. Um So, and we take a really quick short lunch because we know we're quitting at three. So that's, that's been a big deal for me. I mean, if I'm on a hard deadline, sometimes that maybe I'll work till four, you know, when James will take care of the kids for a little bit, but, um, three o'clock's our quitting time. And, and that's kind of where we, I turn into mom and family. So I'm like, we're running this great business between the hours of nine (laughs) and three. How lucky, you know, and it's, and it's, it's doing just fine, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: Mm -hmm. I think. Was there a fear, was there a fear that you would fall behind? always. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then you realize, you know what? You get
1: it done. It gets done get it in done. those
0: hours. It's reasonable. You can be reasonable.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. It happens. It all, it all comes together.
0: Totally. I feel like I, I felt the same thing. Um. But yeah, implementing like a hard stop time is really, really important.
1: Yeah. And I, I do have to be honest. I do let that hard stop bleed over though into like social and I have to be careful yes. with my phone because you're like, yeah. well, I'm not in the studio. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's, I, I, I struggle with that every day.
0: Yeah. Well, and then, you know, does your, do you have an iPhone and yeah. it, and it tells you how much of screen time you used last week or whatever? <laughs> And mine will be like six hours yeah. a day. I'm like, what? No, what? I di- no I didn't. No, like, <laughs> um, and four of those are Instagram. Like, stop it, stop. No, I didn't. Because I've been thinking oh. that I was, I've been conservative with my Instagram use lately. Like, I'll oh. post and I'll kind of go away for a while, and I won't. Yeah. But apparently, no. I'm on it adds like, up. Bar- yeah, it's crazy.
1: It, it, it really is crazy. And I have now. I have like my screen time ends at like nine o'clock at night and nice. it, start, it doesn't start till seven. So I, if I wake up before 7am, I can't use my phone. Like no. the screen will not turn on. That's smart. It's, you can do that with iPhone apparently. Yeah, you can, I don't know. Yeah. I did it. I have no idea how to change it anyways. Oh, that's good. <laughs> now I'm stuck. I'm kind
0: <laughs> <of scared>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I should set mine. I, it's weird. It's like, I'm, I'm scared to set it. Cause I'm like, but, but, what if what if yeah.
1: <laughs> no, girl, I know.
0: Um, okay, so here's here's a couple of just like fun questions. Okay. Okay. If yeah. your five-year-old self suddenly found themselves inhabiting your current body, what do you think your five-year-old self would do first?
1: Oh, um, well, I have a five I mean, I have I have young kids, so I probably just do what they do. We um I guess I would go upstairs and play in the playroom with my kids. Oh. I've oh. thought about that. Like how fun it would be to have that kid mentality and just play. Yeah. Like legit like with my nine year old and my seven year old. I would like, just like, I would play.
0: Make believe, right? I've been yeah. watching my kids make believe lately and I'm like, wow,
1: how fun. <laughs> yeah, the freedom. Yeah. The mental freedom to do that. That's so beautiful. Totally. Amazing. No, oh, I love that. That'd be cool. Um,
0: okay. Yeah. Say tomorrow you find that you inherited ten thousand dollars. Okay. You are not allowed to invest it on anything practical. Ooh. What would you do with it? How would you spend um,
1: it? We, I would take the fam on – I would go rent like a chateau in Paris, like in the countryside. And I would hire someone to cook every single meal and we would just like – eat like crazy people and walk through the galleries and go to Mont Mar and just we would just travel the countryside together with not a care at all we would spend every single dollar that sounds
0: amazing (laughs) that totally sounds amazing um okay uh tell me one or two whatever you can think of um really weird things about you
1: I am a counter like like a crazy person like I Will count like the lights on my ceiling or the shelves on the wall, and I will add them, and I will delete them, and I will subtract and 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 oh. rearrange them. I count like the holes on people's heads, like eyes, ears, nose, oh mouth. Maybe if you've got some earrings, I'll add those in. Like I'm a weird, weird counter.
0: Interesting. <laughs> That's so interesting. So little That's bit, true. little bit OCD, huh? A Little bit OCD. <laughs> a little bit OCD. Like That's my so husband. Funny. Oh no! I think I lost you. Oh, are you back? There you are. okay? Yeah,
1: I'm okay. back. Okay. So, what Sorry. were you saying? Your husband? we'll be watching TV, and he'll he'll just look at me and be like, "What are you counting right now?" And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know," but I was counting like all you know. That's so and funny. Like, the, the corners, and I'll count the corners in the room. I, I mean, it's weird. Oh, that's
0: really yeah. interesting. Do you feel like are you are you like stuck on even numbers? Are you an even number person?
1: Um, I like to group things, so I could be okay. I could group them in groups of threes, and I'd be fine with that. Oh yeah, threes are good. Yeah, That's like so
0: Fascinating, Lauren. All right, I have, um, a, I
1: have a would you rather for you.
0: Oh oh okay
1: okay. We just did this in the studio yesterday, and I was like, "This is a great would you rather." <laughs> would you rather be able to dance like Beyonce or sing like Beyonce?
0: Do you oh, have to choose one, sing. Oh, sing. You'd I sing. Would, oh yeah. I don't know why I'm so sure about that, but because <laughs> you I really can—I can barely dance, but um, but singing, I I'm okay at, so I feel like okay. I could imagine if I could sing like Beyoncé, that'd be the shit. That'd
1: oh my you. god. It would. Be It'd be amazing. so fun.
0: I would sing but all the time. Dancing.
1: I mean, what a great party trick, you That's know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have no more friends if you could dance like Beyonce at a party.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she's amazing. I mean, can't even start with her. <laughs> um, okay. Can you remember the best advice you've ever gotten? Who gave it to you and what was it?
1: Ooh, um, ugh, this is hard. Okay. Um. I mean, I think over the over the last like year and a half of us, like starting to go to church, I've uh, gained a lot of wisdom. Um, well, I think one of the biggest is making sure your priorities are aligned um, in the way that I think was intended of, you know, your faith, your husband, your kids and then your job. And mm-hmm. I think when your priorities are aligned like that, where your, your kids take priority over your work, you know, your husband takes priority over your kids mm-hmm. and, you know, your faith takes priority over, you know, everything. I think, um, I think living that way has changed everything for, for me. Oh, that's awesome. Are you, have you always been religious? And I mean I grew up I guess, you know, going to church on Christmas and Easter. If okay, so
0: so not that. So actually not that religious growing <laughs> yeah, up.
1: No, no, not at, it really um it's been about 2 years since I feel like I like have now created, you know, developed a relationship with Jesus and that has been a huge pivot I think for the business and family and marriage and just life in general.
0: That's wonderful. Do you think there was something specific that brought on like a search for mm. um How much something greater? (laughs) Well, I don't want to keep you. We're at the end, so...
1: Well, okay, I'll I'll leave it with this. This is this is like my favorite. Um, basically, uh, once James came onto the business with us, we were like rocking and rolling. Um, you know, I developed my own line of yarn, mm-hmm. canvas with movement yarn that I was now using, and we were we had developed this whole system, and we were invest we had to invest in the business to do all these things. Yeah. Um. And I had a collection that was launching on Saturday, um. But Thursday, our electrical bill was due, and we had zero dollars. We had oh, zero dollars to pay our electric bill. And I had just worked my ass off for a month, creating you know a beautiful collection. I literally would stay up late I was working super super hard um, exhausted I was exhausting myself mentally and physically and We were like – I was like, okay, uh, we have $0 in electrical bill. Electricity is going to be turned off this afternoon if we don't pay this bill. So I just started hawking things on Facebook like uh, a stroller for sale. And and once we – I remember getting the cash and shutting the front door and just collapsing on the ground and just sobbing. Like, I can't believe that this is my life, you know, and Mm -hmm. James took the cash from my hand and literally just ran out the door to go pay the bill, came home. And in that time, I like I just I just sat there and sobbed and was like, I have I I can't work any harder. I can't work any smarter. I can't work any longer. I I, I can't be better, Mm -hmm. any more better than what I am. And I just realized, like, I have reached the end of myself. Like, this is all I have. This is it. And it's 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 never going to be good enough and that night randomly some of our friends had invited us to come over for dinner and they were like do you guys go to a church and you know they did the thing and we were like no 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 we do not you know it's but they're like oh well, they have this great kids program and the kids will love it and we were like well okay let me go let's take the kids so we go on sunday and it was like everybody could have left the whole entire church and it could have just been a message that was just for me. And it was about being anchored. What are you anchored to? You know, Mm -hmm. what are, what are you anchored to? And have you realized that you can effort the heck out of everything and it's never going to be enough. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, like, who told you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and at that moment, I mean, it, it took a few more weeks of me just going and hearing this word and these sermons um, by the pastor, who is now one of our like best friends, um, and just being like, holy cow, like, this is what we're missing. We're, we're missing faith, you know? Yeah. And so my mantra has just become faith over fear, you know, no more am I going to be afraid that um, I'm not going to make enough money, or no more am I going to be afraid that I'm not going to get this tapestry created, or I'm not going to have enough followers, or I'm not going to get, you know, it's just like I have faith, you know, yeah. faith now that the Lord will provide and He does in everything.
0: It's true, isn't it? So true. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I uh, love that. I love that you asked. Thank you for asking that. Um, That's well, so cool.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I've noticed that it's become a little bit more prominent in your life, and I think. Um I've felt the same thing recently too. So I just wanted to talk real quickly about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh a, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean I I grew, been new- no. Well I grew up in a really religious um with you a really, a very religious family and I sort of just le- like I left it in my twenties and thirties and we're not I'm not going back to church yet, but um I have just a whole different perspective on it and it's and it's
1: right now it's you know
0: <laughs> I'm it's working a baby on little it. scene? it's yeah. a baby little scene.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. That's so cool. Yeah, I love great. that. Well, I might, be, I might say a little prayer about that then. Oh,
0: thanks, <laughs> honey. <laughs>
1: um, so, okay, tell me where can people find you in your work if they want to find you? Instagram is a great place to see what's going on every day. Mm-hmm. So, it's Lauren Williams Art. And then on my website, laurenwilliamsart.com is where all the pieces are for sale. Um, we have a line of home uh, pillows and throws that perfectly coordinate with every single piece of art that I put out, um, paintings or tapestries. So right. all of that is at laurenwilliamsart.com. Oh,
0: my God. I wanted to ask you all about that, too. I just don't want to know, your time. I know. I'm sorry. So yeah, you guys, <laughs> Lauren you guys. has amazing <laughs> pillows also and, uh, and throws, right?
1: Pillows and throws and things that really just feel like they coordinate with the the tapestries. I wanted yeah. you to be able to buy art and not struggle with like, oh, I need a pillow. Is this going to match? And yes. to just be like, it all. I do it to make sure it all coordinates, so you can't make a wrong decision in purchasing the pillows or the throws with the art.
0: I love that. And you know what? You've mastered that. It's not like too matchy matchy. It looks amazing.
1: I feel like it's not too matchy-matchy because yeah. that I don't like. I yeah. don't like the matchy-matchy, but I want it to feel like the art is allowed to come off the wall into your home. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. It's beautiful. Yeah.
1: Thank you for noticing that.
0: You are like full-on goals person. <laughs> I know.
1: I, you know what? I've been watching you, and I wish we could talk more about what's going on in your world because same. Yeah. You, you, you're you marketing, by the way, and using other people's usage of your products is yeah. so good oh, I, I am like how do I do that I think it's it's really inspiring and I love it
0: yeah it's I feel like yeah it started out as like a really nice way to honor other people too so that's that's been really yeah it's been good
1: <laughs> and when it comes from there it's it's intend it's when that's the intention I feel like it's just destined to be good
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, I have a lot to say about it, but I know you have like way, like a lot of work to do, so I don't want to keep you, but um, I just want to say thank you for thank coming you. on the podcast. It was like such a great – it's so great to hear your story and – I'm always pulling for you, so. Thank
1: you. Thank you for interest and the support. I really appreciate it. Definitely.
0: (laughs) All right. Thanks, honey. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye. Check the show notes of each episode to get the website and Instagram for each of the fiber artists I speak with. Be sure to give them a follow. And you can view video from this podcast on neuromastudio.com slash the fiber artist podcast. If you enjoy the Fiber Artist Podcast, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.